Hi, I'm Alice Zhao. I'm Curtis Herbert. And I'm Jelly, a.k.a. Daniel Farrelly. And this is Independence, a show where the three of us talk about our efforts to make a living from the web and mobile and also loving what we do, I think. <laughs> right? 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 Love-hate. Mostly love, love I hate. guess. Oh. I, think, I think I make more money from loving what I do than I do than from actually hating. doing what I do. Can I get money for hate? That would be an awesome gig. <laughs> I don't know how you do that, but... Let me know. Free product ideal, people. <laughs> take it, take it. So last time we talked a bit about scheduling and, and how we schedule our features and even like our weekly and daily tasks. And it probably goes without saying that we probably spend way too many hours <laughs> working on our passion projects, as we call it, or, you know, our businesses. So I... I I wanted to ask, I mean, assuming you guys work long hours. Me? I never work. (laughs) No, I figured. (laughs) Nope. Nope. Not at all. So why do you find it easy to work long hours? Because we all, we all remember what it was like to have a nine to five job and those hours were shorter in time, but felt longer. (laughs) I've always considered myself a really being good at, you know, restricting myself from working too hard. And, uh, like, you know, when I, when I had a full-time job, I would arrive at nine, nine thirty, whatever time it was. And then like, that was it. I would be done at five thirty. Like I would, like I had, a, I had a time that I would be like, yep, that this is the time that I'm mm-hmm. going to do it. I'm going to always go home at this time. And that's what I would do. I would drop what I was working on and I would walk out the door and I would spill water all over the rest of the stuff <laughs> on my desk. This is why you don't keep shit on your desk. <laughs> Thanks for making my point. Where's the water going to go? It's the opposite <laughs> way of my computer because I don't keep my water near my computer. Ah, it's coming down on my leg. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a Please Curtis stand curse. by. Technical difficulties. <laughs> uh, it's cold. Let me just uh, regain my composure. I, I, so I would, you know, I would always make sure that I went home at like at a given time, and I was really good, and I've always been really good at that. But when it comes to working on my own stuff particularly when I'm working on my own stuff. Not necessarily when I'm working on client stuff, but when I'm working on my own stuff, the lines blur a lot. And I I mean I just it's it's really difficult to avoid going back to it just and not just kind of being drawn back into the into the work because it's it's so natural for me to want to work on that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's in part to do with the fact that prior to working on it full time it was the thing that I worked on out of hours. It was the thing that I worked on during the evenings. Yeah, I think for me, I'm very much in a similar spot for you. And, you know, four years of habit of this was my free time where my brain would wander, the problems I would try and solve, probably certainly tied up into a very nice habit at this point that's hard to break. It, because something like this, once you have the privilege to go full-time on your passion project, you have to be conscious to break that habit Otherwise, it's just going to keep happening all the time. And left unchecked, you're just going to work on your project all the time. And it's not just out of habit. I mean, it is, you know, slopes of something I still absolutely, well, okay, most of the time love working on. I'm working <laughs> on access control list on my back end right now, and that's not that much fun. But in general, I enjoy, you know, solving the problems, growing the business and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's kind of a mix of habit and, you know, just a passion of where your project want to go. And I'm, I'm sure that's something that most founders go up against. Assuming you're actually writing something you love and not just something to make money, question mark. Yeah, and I think that's what we all have in common is that we actually, well, I mean, we want, we like money, 
but we like the product first, right? <laughs> that came first. <laughs> I like enough money to stay afloat. That's about my relationship with money. Like, I, yeah, I don't yeah, need yeah. to be Scrooge McDuck swimming in it, uh, but I just wanted I mean, it uh, nice. enough to stay above water. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's where I'm at, too. Like, I, the goal is to, yeah, to stay afloat. Someday, Scrooge McDuck would sounds great. But for me, when I, and I may have touched on this before, too, that it wasn't until I started working on Gus on the go that I kind of felt like I finally found what it was that I should have been doing all this time. Because previously I was a developer and I didn't truly love it. And, and I think that's why mm. the nine to five felt so grueling was that it wasn't the exact fit. I love tech and I love being a part of this community, but I, I didn't, I don't think that was the exact job that I should have had. Uh, and I, I never had the opportunity to move around to different types of positions either. Yeah, I get that. Like, you know, I was programming, which in theory was what I loved since childhood. But it turns out I love programming when I'm the product owner. Yeah. That one change right there made a huge deal of difference in terms of my passion. And that's probably also because I'm not being told what to implement and I get to choose that. So there's <laughs> kind of like, it's your baby kind of wrapped up in that. But totally get what you're saying. Yeah, because I, I wouldn't say that I love programming. I've said before, I, I fell into programming. It was not the thing that I went to school for. It's not the thing that I saw myself doing as a kid. It's kind of just the thing that like I ended up doing. And the reason that I do it isn't because I love programming. It's because I love making things. I have a love of creating something from effectively yeah. nothing. And so I get drawn to creating things. And it doesn't necessarily have to be programming for me like it can be anything mm -hmm. illustration uh writing anything that like where i'm creating things i i love the I, I don't necessarily love the aspect of like having to do the work i love the results and the feeling right. of like yeah. putting exactly. you know things on paper and putting yeah. things like and kind of having that expression and it can be really hard to walk away from that because when it comes down to working I am enjoying the feeling of putting stuff out there, but at the same time, it becomes problematic because I can quite easily sit here and work on, you know, code until three in the morning. And then, like, it just throws everything out, the, like, you know, throws all of the rest of my life out the window because then I'm tired and I'm cranky yeah. or whatever. And just, you know, it becomes a problem. Yeah. And I think that there's also, you know, at least for me, part of why it's easy to keep working on stuff for long hours Stress is definitely a factor. Like one thing I realized when I was consulting originally, you know, five years ago plus at this point or seven years ago, geez, it's been a while, you know, you don't expect the stress of having to earn enough money to provide yourself when you're used to a job job. That's kind yeah. of an alien stress for a lot of people. And that stuck up on me a lot. And that caused me to work a lot when I was consulting at first. And I also undercharged to some degree. And I feel like with slopes, I have that stress again of like, Okay, I made enough to go full time. I can't screw this up though. Like I, I gotta make sure the next season I'm still earning that much or more so I can bring on an employee or do something. Like there's the, also that it's not just a passion anymore, but it's also kind of a back of the mind stress of like, well, I gotta keep working. I gotta keep working. I gotta keep working. Cause yeah. if I don't, this is all gonna fall apart and I can't let it fall apart. And it's not like it's a job job where it's just like, oh, you might get a layoff that's out of your control. This is 100% in my control to completely screw myself over. Yeah. And that definitely kind of eats at the back of my mind subconsciously. I don't know about you two, if you two experience that a lot or not. Yeah, I think because we have been stagnant or at a plateau for a while, like it, it freaks me out because like, why aren't we 
double of, you know, what we were a couple of years ago. My, my biggest thing is that I just don't want to get a real job. <laughs> so yeah. I have to, I have to keep working hard and trying to figure out what's the next breakthrough marketing wise for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that we, I don't ever have to get a real job. <laughs> I have a hard enough time as it is doing any real job. I, I feel exactly the same way. Like, I, I think there's an aspect of, like, I don't want to fail. And, like, the way that I see failure as if I have to go back to work, that feels like failure to me. Yes. And I struggle yes. with that a little bit. So it becomes the the stress of, like, okay, well, I have to make, you know, I have to keep this going. I have to keep this tra- train going does kind of contribute to the fact that I will put in so many hours and they become less enjoyable when that is really weighing on me. Yeah. But it still it still happens nonetheless because it's sometimes it becomes like it feels like it's necessary. Sometimes I feel like I should be spending more time chilling with you know with my family, my wife and my cat. And and so I you know I then I, that becomes that becomes a stress which is <laughs> yeah. con me while I'm working on the things that I like I'm already stressed about so should we be avoiding overworking like is that something like should we be treating our work even though they're passion projects should we, we, we should we be treating those more like we treated full time jobs in that like you start at nine you work it till five you're done so multiple answers one being indie definitely affords us a lot of freedoms. So, for example, you know, I go to the gym, I go for a run, and I do mm-hmm. that kind of stuff during the day. So, a strict nine to five is a little bit harder when we also have the flexibility to be like, you know what, I'm going to go to the grocery store today, um, or I'm going to go for a run or something like that. So, I, I do think it isn't going to be as strict as sticking to a nine to five. Mm. Now, that said, I think there is a balance there, and I, for one, am definitely not finding that balance. So one thing I always think back to is, you know, I think, uh, what was it? Episode two, three, one, some uh, episode one, actually, I think it was uh, when Bell was on uh, saying what the goals were for, you know, why be independent? I think it was right. episode one. Yeah, that's episode one. And she mentioned that she wanted to have a lifestyle business, you know, a lifestyle business being, you know, one of those things that you can kind of maintenance mode something, but it enables you to do everything else you want to do with your life. <laughs> and that's an alien concept to me. And I think one of the core problems I have here is that I am doing my passion. So it's hard for me to justify like, oh, well, yeah, I should have a strict nine to five. But this is what I want to do and what I would be doing in my free time if I had a job job. And I think at least for me, that's where the waters get really muddied. Because if I had a job job, I would be doing slopes in the evening. But I know the healthy brain side of me is saying... That's nice, but if you're going to do this as a nine to five, you have to take the evenings off. But I think that's where the distinction gets really hard to make of like, you know, should you do this? Um, I don't think you need to do it to be successful per se. I think that you might even be more efficient if you don't do it all the time because your brain needs a variety. Mm-hmm. But I, I definitely see why it's really hard, at least for me. With a family, like I think I do a good job of when the kids are home. I'd turn it off. I mean, I'm always still thinking about Gus on the go because my family uses it, but um, I, I'm not yep. actively working, I don't think. <laughs> my husband might say different. <laughs> Guest star, the husband, she's not doing a good job. Yeah. <laughs> Walks away. Probably. probably. <laughs> but I also feel like I have been able to take a lot of liberties of time to be like, oh, you know, I'm just going to go to the beach today with the kids and it's totally fine. I'll get to mm. the Gus on the go stuff when I can. I think it's because recently our schedules are not as tight. Like we're not like working so hard to hit 
these like specific deadlines to ship a product. We're in a position where we're like, okay, you know what? When we can finish this master Gus, as we call or Gus Plus, like <laughs> we'll finish it when we get to it because we do have other um, responsibilities now. This is back to a side gig for Yano and I have a side gig to support this main gig. And so like we've got a lot of stuff going on as well. I have a mental deadline on when I'd like it to get done, but I'm also very much aware that it most likely won't hit that. And that's okay because we have families and that's just how it is. And so I think like I am able to like take those indie liberties to just take a vacation and not think about Gus and the Go for two weeks and that's okay. What's a vacation? <laughs> what is that? It's something that you have to be able to <laughs> afford. So you should be taking them all the time. <laughs> yeah, Curtis. Take more vacations. Although I can just see you like sitting down by a beach somewhere at a resort with your computer working next Which to the is pool. what you do every time you no, go, well, I have a- I have photos of this, of going to <laughs> like the beach ski with resorts. the family. and oh, the d- No, the ski resorts, I will ski. You don't bring a laptop while you're skiing. You leave that in the lodge. That's just dangerous. Uh-huh. But on the beach, I have plenty of photos of me under an umbrella Hacking away on a laptop. It's what I do to relax. I actually really enjoy workations. Uh, the last one yeah. I took, um, I brought my laptop. I even took two days and hung out with Yano in Germany for two days working on, on Gus on the Go nonstop. And it was glorious, <laughs> which sounds ridiculous to, I think, a normal person. But it was really, really incredible. But anyway. Um. So the answer is there's not a thing as working too much is what I just heard out of that. <laughs> I, I don't necessarily, I feel like, I feel like the answer is really gray. Like it's yeah. muddy and difficult to actually grasp. And I it's a very, it's a... very messy situation, just like your desk. <laughs> and mine. I'm happy to admit it. Fun fact, I found that I had a tea towel <laughs> on my desk, so I was able to mop up the water yes! with a tea towel that I found on my desk. It was so useful. <sighs> See, everything that I need is in reach. If he didn't have it, he'd just still be wet jelly. <laughs> That's not terrible. <laughs> Moist oh, jelly. I just... I look I feel I it is it's really muddy muddy and difficult and maybe the answer and I think maybe the way that I've always felt is that the answer is not necessarily the 9 to 5 like a work thing which I know I was the one that said that but I feel like maybe it's something kind of amorphic which is actually what makes it really difficult if we had to keep like business hours then that would be really easy because you would turn it off at some point maybe yeah. you would do like some of the kind of extra work in the evenings or something and that's fine with what we are doing where where like you can just kind of do it anytime anywhere that's where when it becomes difficult and the answer isn't necessarily to do it at nine to five because like you said curtis we can go to the grocery store and alice can go to the beach and whatever or, or go on vacation safari to africa yeah I do it all do the time. Do they have good Wi-Fi there? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I would not go there. <laughs> but, like, the answer isn't so much to do it at a specific time or whatever, so much as to really, I guess you have to be, we well, have to be careful maybe. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, and that's something I've been, so, like, the amorphous thing is hard because, you know, there are days where, I, today is a good example. I had a lot of appointments, a lot of things going on, so I felt like I didn't get a lot of work done today. And I would normally counter that by then going ahead and working the evening. And that gets really hard to track. But I've been using, uh, so there's a service out there, Rescue Time, 
which actually Bell's app integrates with very nicely. Uh, there's also uh, one timings that I've been using as of late that's a little bit more automatic with categorization, even by the project, based on what folder that project is housed in on your desktop, which is very nice. Um, so I've been able to get a better picture of how much time am I spending on slopes, question mark, not just how much time am I in Xcode. And so I think that might be a good assist when it comes to like, a gut check of am I working too much? Because when you throw the nine to five out the window and you're not clocking your hours manually, it's very hard to gut check that. Again, a situation like I had today. But if you have some kind of app tracking and saying like, yes, you spent eight hours on slopes today, um, you can kind of track that over time to at least see like, okay, where am I coming in? 30 hours a week, 40, 60. And I feel like you need some kind of metric there when you're in the more amorphous blob that we indies can be in. So I mean, with all that, one of the reasons I had installed an app like Timings to start tracking this kind of stuff is because if you're working too much on a project, at least I found, it can affect how good your work is going to be and how much time you might be spinning your wheels. Have you two found that? Uh, I mean, yes. I think we talked a little bit on the last episode about how I like to jump between things a little bit. Like if I get stuck on something, I'll jump to something else because right. yeah, it means did. that I'm not, I'm no longer sp- spinning my wheels on like just trying to force my way through. And I think I also touched on the fact that I'm not really one of those people that like goes for a walk to do that. I just, con- <laughs> I just continue working <laughs> just on something different. So the answer is yes. <laughs> Healthy work life balance people right here on the podcast. Tune in. <laughs> So taking your workload as a whole, not your jumping between design, development, marketing, all the hats we have to wear, but let's say Jelly working 30 hours versus Jelly working 60 hours. Have you noticed a difference in your output and the quality of your output at that point? I, I don't know that I've done like the Jelly working 60 versus Jelly working 30 hours. I definitely have done the the Jelly with a job, and <laughs> the, jelly, <laughs> the Jelly just working for himself thing, which is kind of the same thing because the job thing, you've got that like normal work week that I have no idea what it even is. And you've then on top of that, you've got all the work that you're doing on your side project, which in the case of Gifwrapped was basically another full-time job. And I think the quality on Gifwrapped skyrocketed when I when I decided to move to just mostly doing like Gifwrapped during the day. Mm. And the, the reason is, is because like everybody, I have particular times that I work amazingly in. And mm. if I start and finish at kind of given times... Like, that's when I do my best work. And especially if I can kind of get into a role and kind of get moving and then kind of like wrap things up, that's when I'm at my best. So, yes, when I moved away from doing work for other people and spending all of those like best hours on other people's stuff and moving to doing, spending those best hours on my stuff, of course my work, uh, incre- like work improved. Okay. It's hard to tell if I've ever felt like I work too much. That might be a weird thing to admit. Cause I think because all the, with all the hats I wear, like I, I kind of run based on the adrenaline. <laughs> based on, if I can hit a spurt in like one thing, like I just do it until I, I run out of ideas. Mm. So for example, recently we were, we've been working on just creating new, uh, lessons and I just had like 20 ideas that I just like, you know, I can do all this right now and keep going until, uh, and I just kept creating these lessons really quickly in sketch and it was amazing. And then I hit a point where 
I was just like, I don't think I have any more lessons in me. And then just switched gears. So I think what I'm trying to say <laughs> is that like, I don't feel like I ever work like these crazy 60, 80 hour weeks. It's just like when I hit those like creative runs, like I just go as far as it takes me. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. So basically what I'm saying is I'm not really working that hard. <laughs> No. So, if it, if if you were put against a wall and asked, I uh, ha- like, do you, do you think you overwork? The answer is no. Yeah, I don't think I do. I don't think I, or at least I don't. The way when Curtis talks about how much he works, I don't feel, feel like I put in as much in terms of hours into it. Well, and the weird thing is, I have a weird mix of like because my brain's always buzzing about slopes. That's just where it goes. It's a passion project. You know, it's snowboarding. I love that. It's, you know, like I said earlier, the stress of how I'm making a living. So it's the pressure from that, all that kind of stuff. And the hard thing to quantify, though, is like when I'm working on slopes and I'm using air quotes here for the viewers at home, it's, you know, I'm sitting downstairs right now and I'm blitzing through Luke Cage. Uh, Great season, by the way. (laughs) And my brain still keeps hopping over to slopes. You know, when when there's a little bit of lull in the action, I'll hop over there. So that's more what I'm referring to when it's not necessarily just time that you're sitting here in front of Xcode producing something, but it's the fact that, you know, you can feel like you're always on, like that project is always consuming your life. Like you were saying, Alice, you know, earlier, you're dumb, but then you're always thinking about something with Gus on the go. Yes. And I, at least personally, have found that that can affect my output. You know, if I'm always on with that then when I'm trying to sit down and work, my brain just won't engage because Mm. it's feeling like, hey, dude, I was just trying to watch Luke Cage over there and you wouldn't (laughs) shut up about that damn slopes thing and now you want me to code? Like, that's not going to happen here. And I feel like I've noticed as slopes has become kind of a full-time gig that I'm having that happen more often than before where it's just a little bit more difficult to engage because my brain's already just buzzing all the time about that. Yeah. I have the same thing. Like I of I often find myself thinking about like, oh, I could do something in GitHub. Like, bam, I have like this idea. And I feel like that's fine. But I think the reason that I think it's fine to like work think about like to have those kind of like thought sessions when you're doing other things is because it's okay. Like your brain actually uses that time to like mull over stuff. That's why like the concept of like, you know, shower thoughts is such a big thing and like people waking (laughs) up and having ideas at three o'clock in the morning. Like it's when your brain is switched off, it's not switched off. It's actively working on projects. It's just that Mm. you're not spending your time like trying to brute force your way through something. Mm -hmm. And so you're not actively trying to like force it into a thing that you're doing. It's, there's a whole, there's a whole thing about that. But I think the problem for me comes when like I try to then like immediately go, oh, I have that this idea, I'm immediately going to go and work on it. Mm. And like I have to now think through all of it and I have to write down like this full page of notes. I can't just have the one idea, I have to have five out of that. And like that's when it becomes too much. And I've mm. been trying over the past few months to listen to myself, like listen to my body, listen to my brain when it's it's saying, I don't, I don't want to work on this. I, I don't, I don't want to do this. Like this is not something that I want to be doing right now. And it doesn't necessarily mean not doing work. It's mostly about not trying to force it into uh, into working on things where it's just not 
prepared to do that. And some of the like sometimes that become that comes down to like I've been, I worked until three o'clock last night on gift wrapped. I don't want to be working on gift wrapped now at ten o'clock in the morning because it's like I just I'm done with that right now. Yeah. And so I'll spend my day doing something else that I that allows that part of my brain to kind of like you know chill. Yeah, I guess that's where I struggle because having left my job job to go consulting. When I did that, I was very nine to five and I was very used to having to force myself to work on stuff that I really didn't care about. And, you know, I had done that professionally working on things I didn't care about uh, for seven years or six years. And so I kind of still have that mentality when it comes to my work with slopes sometimes. Like I'll sit down and, you know, this morning I was working on stuff before I went to the gym and working on that access control list stuff. And I just really didn't feel like it. And I really haven't gotten to the point where you are jelly of embracing like, oh, okay, well, I don't feel like it. I'm going to go do something else now. Um, I'm still very much, I think, of the mindset of, you know, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to brute force my way through this until my brain finally just gives up, rolls up over on its back and exposes its stomach and says, fine, do whatever you want. Like, like the good little cat that it should. The problem is that it doesn't do that, right? Like that's no, burnout. Know. Like that's when yeah, you, it yeah. leads to burnout. I know. And that's not something I'm good at yet. Yeah. Like it, the problem is, is that you, you can't like, you can't win in this situation. You're either going to, you, either you listen to your brain, like you listen to that part of yourself early and avoid, like avoid a situation where you're like, you're tied up and beaten with whips or you and or you are tied up in bit like you you don't like there is no there is no you don't win you yeah. you lose either way the benefit of like of losing early is that that's actually a good loss i guess yeah. because really that's the win that is where the win is is that you like you get to have that all that time and like you know, get to spend the time on things that you love and you get to continue loving the thing that you do rather than like ending up in burnout when you just really like you hate everything like i I don't know about the two of you but when i've gone through burnout like i just i don't want to work i don't want to do anything all i want is like sleep (laughs) like netflix just i want to like play games and like you know it just i it's not that's not a good situation to find yourself in especially when you're trying to make money off the thing that you suppose that right now you because then you feel doubly stressed because then you're not working on the thing that's earning you money so like (laughs) I, I guess then, like, my question is, how do we stop that overwork from, like, leading to that point? How do we listen to our brains early as opposed to, like, when it's too late and the ship is sinking and we're all dying? <laughs> so I've got the perfect advice for that one. Not okay. listen to what I'm doing. I was about to say, I'm like, are <laughs> do, you going to listen to this? <laughs> do everything that Curtis doesn't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Yeah, feel free to agree with that, by the way. <laughs> oh, I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. Maybe it's because I have kids and I have to... Oh, that makes a huge difference, yeah. Yeah, like I'm just like, well, yeah. whatever. I can't I can't work on this because I, I need to take care yeah. of them. And, you have a life pulling you away. And, yeah. like, and that's not a choice. And so it's almost easy for me to be like, you know, I'm just not going to work on this right now. Also, I have no ideas, so it's okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll wait yeah. till the time I have all these great ideas and then work on them. But I think like give yourself the liberties to to make time to just step away and watch Luke Cage without thinking about <laughs> slopes. I, I think like spending time with other people has definitely helped in that regards. Like, um, yeah. For a while there, I used to like when when Milk would come home, we'd sit out and we'd watch TV and we'd have dinner and stuff like that. 
and I might be tempted to bring my laptop out and do a couple of things because that's part of the way I have a laptop. I have the ability to take yes. my work out to yes. the lounge yeah. room if that's what I want to do. But <laughs> I've found also that when I do that, then I'm like pushing myself too much. And so mm-hmm. when I go out to watch TV with Mel or, you know, lately it's been YouTube or and a little bit of TV and a little bit of Netflix and we haven't gotten to Luke Cage yet, so, you know, no spoilers. <laughs> That's my chill time and I will, like, stop work when she goes home and when she goes to bed, I go back to work and it's not necessarily a great ideal, but it actually does help and it's helped, like, to stay. It's, like, just kind of like the cow prod. I'm like, I'm not going yeah. to do this right now. I'm not going to, like, you know, I'm, I'm going to avoid, over like, too much work and that has definitely been a big help in, in that so like it's it's a very similar situation like you your kids come home from school or whatever and you've got to like you that's it mm-hmm. your time is spent with them and not with yeah. your project well yeah you you two have external factors forcing a work-life balance on you and, and that certainly does help yeah i mean it doesn't have to be like just because somebody comes home from work <laughs> it can just be like you socialize with people right like I think Curtis, you socialize you have, more I, than we do. You, you, you go out to like iOS, iOS thing and and the and the cocoa cocoa heads and the stuff thing. and D and D, yeah, D and D. That's a thing. Yeah, no, I do. I've never played it, but it's a thing. Wait, are you two trying to make me out to be the social one? You are. I don't go out and do these things. Yeah. I, oh my I, god! I if say, my family and my sister were listening right now. Yeah. You're definitely the social one. I don't go out. I don't leave. I just, I'm just here. Professional advice on work-life balance brought to you by Independence. <laughs> just don't leave the house. Maybe don't have some be kids. Like that Curtis, helps. But be like Curtis. <laughs> you should socialize in the way that feels right to you. Is yes. I think the the appropriate uh, way to put this. Yes. <laughs> At the end of the day, I think that you like you need to listen to you listen to what your brain wants and listen to what your the, that like that part of you ne- like needs and. Spending time with other people is gonna is definitely gonna be a big help to that. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, like you've still gotta like you've still gotta manage that and you've still gotta like be careful. I listen I try to listen myself during the day, just not not just when Mel's home from work. I try to because you know, she can be home from work and like also going and like she's got her own podcast to edit and so she goes off and does that. Like we don't like spend every minute around each other when she's at home. So I've gotta I gotta figure that out for myself. Part of that is like in the middle of the day, like, I mean, I don't go out and play my PlayStation all day on like a work day, but if I'm like struggling with a problem and I'm not really feeling it and I don't really have any work to do, like that's otherwise, I, I've been known to pick up my Switch and play a little bit of Hollow Knight, why not? <laughs> or a little bit of Celeste. And I think that's the benefit of being independent because I've yeah. lost the ability to just like kind of be all switched on all of the time and i mean in an office you're not like that either like you spend time browsing reddit i guess <laughs> and youtube and stuff like that like has been like as alluded to earlier like you you got to spend some time doing other things and if your brain has decided that it wants to it wants to watch you know th- three hours of like funny youtube clips <laughs> I, I mean who, who am i to judge what you do with your time <laughs> i think that's the hardest part of being indie is that there's only one or in my case two of us and i don't see i only see him once a year really and so i think you tend to just be in your head trying to work out all the problems by yourself and that's how you can be overworked for sure Mm, yeah so if you've got any better tips on how to 
not overwork, um, please get in touch with us at hello at independence.fm or independence.fm slash contact. And sometimes you can find us, oh no, sometimes you can find me on Twitter at eat a duck I must. And I know you guys are on a lot more than I am. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter as at parrots, the plural of the bird. And I'm mostly lurking at jelly bean <laughs> soup. Thank you all for listening and we'll talk to you again in two weeks. Goodbye.